Before we jump into today's conversation, let's take a moment to acknowledge our amazing sponsor, the Academy of Therapy Wisdom. Oh my gosh, we love this platform. They're the place I go now for all my CEUs. Stay tuned for a special offer at the end of the show. Please join us for our next live online workshop, Integrating Mind and Heart, April 3rd through 6th of 2024. This is an experiential, active workshop designed to engage you in brain states that promote relational learning. If you want to get closer, say the things that usually go unspoken and trust each other and yourself to get through the hard moments. This is the workshop for you. Go to widestmypartner.com to learn more and register. Welcome to the Why Doesn't My Partner podcast. I'm Jules. I'm Vicki. And I'm Rebecca. We're your hosts. We're also couples therapists and messy humans bumbling through our own relationships every day. We met through our training and practice of relational life therapy. Between us, we have more than 40 years of experience holding hard relational questions with our clients. We're going to bring those questions here. And together, we're going to take a stab at answering those questions. This podcast is not a substitute for therapy. If something you hear in this episode stirs something deep within you about your relationship, reach out to a couples therapist in your area. We also love to hear your questions, so don't forget to go over to whydoesmypartner.com and leave us a question of your own. Here's today's question. So the question today is, why do I shut down when things get heavy? Mm. <sighs> well, I this know, gets to, yeah. why does why does shutdowns happen? Because mm-hmm. something hurt or scared you? Because mm-hmm. you didn't have support to digest what hurt or scared you. Ooh, say more about that. Well, you know, I, I'm I'm going to lean into Bonnie Bonnie Badenoch's definition of trauma here, right? But mm-hmm. that that trauma is any experience of mm-hmm. fear or pain, fear and or pain mm-hmm. that doesn't have and the or. support that it needs mm-hmm. to be digested and integrated mm-hmm. into the flow of the developing brain. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. and and Jules, yeah. you okay. have you have clarified for me that that developing brain piece is really throughout the context of our lives. Yeah, yeah, the brain is still developing in your seventies and eighties and nineties. It's just in a different it developmental. Is? Oh yeah, it's just in a different developmental space. I'm not saying it's still growing. Okay, developing. It is in okay. development. So like okay. your body yeah. develops over a lifetime as well. The when you if okay. you lo- lose your hair when you're older or your your cartilage breaks down, that's part of the developmental life developmental. cycle. Okay, yep, that was it's true for the brain too, oh, and so the brain functions okay. differently when you're older, and it gets way slower at processing very quick small things like uh, quick math gets harder when you're older. For example, unless mm-hmm. you're a mathematician okay. and you work that pathway a lot. Um, but this like, is why it's good to do crossword puzzles. Yeah, yeah. You, you, yeah. It oh. helps those really quick synaptic connections that are associating, making quick associations. But what you get really good at when you have an older brain, and this is like later on, so I'm not there yet. I'm super excited to find out. I'm actually <laughs> delighted about getting older because of this. So um, you actually have a, a slower processing speed that does systemic thinking way better. So you make connections that cannot be possible for your brain to make and see things. When you're younger. Totally. And you see things that are 
that you couldn't have seen because you couldn't take the distance from it that you can when you're young, when you're younger. Mm -hmm. And so I think there's something really in this idea of wisdom when we're getting older, yeah. but I don't think yeah. it's just the in just the life experience. I don't mm-hmm. think it's just about it's, the life it's experience. Also, it's also in kind of how our brain shifts mm-hmm. in terms of like the digestion process. Right. Exactly. So it's like, I think we're right to say, oh, older people may have some wisdom for us. They do, but it's mm-hmm. not only coming from their life experience. It's also coming from the fact that they have brains that actually function a little bit differently. And so they can see things a little bit differently. How cool is that? I'm, I'm sitting yeah. here thinking about my like early 20-year-old self mm-hmm. who would go and pick up my great aunt because mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. who lived in the same town as me. And so I'd go and I'd pick her up and then we'd go drive to my mother's house or my grandmother's house or something. We'd go to like these family things mm-hmm. and the whole drive there and the whole drive back would be this like, oh my God, the drama's going to be. And her being there and, and me being like in the angst of it all and her being there like, <laughs> Let me tell you what I'm seeing. <laughs> I am in love. I'm just kind of like, yeah. With the fact that you have family members yeah. that can speak that way. That is so I, yeah, I yeah. Had, brilliant. I had, yeah. And so like she was my, I don't know. She, she was like the person who saw, mm-hmm. who saw it all, mm-hmm. you know? And sees the bigger patterns and is able to yeah. illuminate Distance. Them. I noticed mm-hmm. though that we're getting way away from shutdown. We're here. getting way away. <laughs> That happens for us sometimes. Okay, so- Well, can, can I take us back, though, yeah, to yeah. this great aunt, yeah. right? Because she saw when I shut down. Mm. And I used to shut down a lot. How how would she let you know that she saw it? Oh, on the drive back. Well, like, what would she say? Can I tell you what I saw you do oh. when you shut down? <laughs> oh, she literally really? said that. She oh, w- yeah. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Sweetie, this is wow. what I watched, watched happen. This is what so and so did. This is what that person did. This is what that person did. And this is what you did. Mm-hmm. You've been hearing the the verbiage of shut down since your early twenties. Oh no, way before that. Because I I sh- that was my thing. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I just didn't down. know those words. Wow. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh wait. Wow. You didn't know those words. Oh no. Not until oh. much later. Not until like yeah. what the past couple years. Like those words are very new to my world. Uh-huh. Um, oh. So, wow. Yeah, I've been shutting down since the beginning of my time. But you've mm-hmm. also been knowing it since the beginning that, of your yeah, time. So some people have been shutting down since the beginning of their time, but maybe um, don't even realize it. In fact, well, let me let me circle back. I want to circle back and then I have a thought. So the circling well, I would, back. I would shut down or explode. Totally. Oh, it I'm could go, go either up, way. Up. Yeah. I wouldn't explode. I would just. I've been freezing and shutting down since uh, who knows were, when, but oh, I little. never exploded. That's no, who, who, yeah, no, yeah, implode, yeah, yeah, implode, yeah. implode. If implode. we don't, mm-hmm. if we're if we're shutting down and we're not exploding <laughs> at some point, we're probably imploding. So, <laughs> yeah. so let me circle back. So the support piece is such an interesting thing. So we don't have the support to metabolize it, basically. So it's like if we're hurt or we're scared. And we feel as if we don't have support, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. then we're likely to go to a space of explosion and or shutdown. So, Or implosion. Right. Well, Mm -hmm. it can look like a shutdown on the outside. So here's my thought, though, because I really want to highlight this. Perceiving no support Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. or actually having no support. 
So if you grew up in a family that was likely not to be supportive of feelings, you may imagine there's nobody there, even if there is somebody there. Yeah. Or it may be hard to trust that there's somebody there. Mm -hmm. And then it also may be that you aren't supported. So in either case, Mm -hmm. in either way it would go, right? Then you would still be in a space of having this be one of your possible options about what to do. Because mm-hmm. when we're feeling scared or really hurt, we're likely to try to get you to do something different, maybe through manipulation, verbal control, explosion, or I got to get the hell away from you. But if I can't go anywhere, I'm likely to do it through shutting down. Mm-hmm. Which brings me to this thing, because you said something so important, Vicki. It may be that somebody out there listening to this podcast is shutting down but they don't have that language, so they don't know what it yeah. is. Right? Can you describe what it feels like when you shut down? The oh, I can try. <laughs> well, I'm just saying as an example. And Vicky's yeah. way may not be your way of doing it because right. there's actually multiple ways of doing it. I think we all, all three of us, I think could all of us share have different ways. a different yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So you you do yours. Um, my brain, I can't emphasize enough literally goes blank. And I hate how people use the word literally in today's world. I do. Except it actually, like, it is all I can do now to look at my husband and say, time out. And I like stutter the words because my brain is so blank. I can barely even form those words. You can't actually think words when this is happening for you. I No, I can't even think words. And do you feel your body at all? Oh, no. There's like nothing. Yeah. I'm, I guess it, now I would probably use the word I go numb. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wouldn't have even thought of that word until about three months ago. Mm-hmm. It's more that I will say also with my shutdown, and you guys, I think know this. I, mm-hmm. Our listeners might. Up until about two years ago, I didn't know that any. I didn't know I was supposed to feel emotions below my neck. Uh, I'm a yeah. very emotional person in my brain, well, and my husband will tell you this person. as well. I'm a very emotional person, yeah. but there's nothing below my neck. Yeah. And I thought that was normal. Yeah. Until about two years ago. Um, so like even when Terry describes the whoosh, I just always ignored that because I'm like, I don't know what that is and whatever. That's a Terry mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Until when you're Mexico, talking about the whoosh from wh- the feet up. That's just yes. not something that you even had. So some no. of it may be so people can be in like a kind of all the time shutdown where they kind mm-hmm. of cut off from some part of their experience, like mm-hmm. emotions that live in your body, for example. Yeah, which apparently they do. Or you can go into a momentary (laughs) shutdown, like pop, Mm -hmm. like right there. In that moment, you are shut down because you had a fear experience or you had a hurt Mm -hmm. experience and you felt alone in that second and then you go blank. Am Mm -hmm. I getting it? Yeah, but I do both of those. Like I'm shut down all all the time. Mm -hmm. And then in that moment, my brain shuts off as well. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Whereas just based on what Rebecca had just said, I think, Rebecca, you live... Like you feel emotions beneath your neck, right? And then something happens with the family or did when you were little and then you shut down. Yeah. For me, it goes, um, it's like, there's a two-parter. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, um, there's, I shut in first mm. rather than shutting down. I shut in. Say more What's about that. that? Thank you. <clears throat> um, the first part is oh, there's no room. It's not safe for me here. So I'm going to hold all that really close and keep it tight and not share it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I shut in. 
mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then after the shut-in, there's like an, uh, what's the word? Like an aphasia, right? Mm-hmm. Like like the there's a wordlessness okay. that follows, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because, oh, what because then if I'm shut in and somebody asks for some kind of explanation, there's, there's a, uh, well, it's interesting because it, it plays with a learning disability I have too, mm-hmm. which is, uh, now I'm going to forget the word, but the word's about forgetting words. So mm-hmm. <laughs> dysnomia, that's dysnomia, right? I've uh-huh. never so, heard that word. Okay. Yeah. So, oh, so that's, it's, it's, that's beautiful. That's the, this learning difference that I have is about like, I remember being in English class and needing to remember a word. And I could tell you it smelt sweet like roses and it started with the letter R or I could tell you it smelt sweet. It started with the letter R. It ended with an S. There were five letters and I couldn't tell you the word was roses. Like, oh, you know, but wow. I could tell you the color of it and mm-hmm. I could tell you what it made me feel like. And I could, I could do all, I could give you the word in like 25 different ways, but I couldn't spell it for you. Yeah. Yeah. And so right? it, like there's it that plays with that mm-hmm. in your mm-hmm. mind at some point. Mm-hmm. If it goes but on I long enough. I feel it in every level. Mm-hmm. I just can't give you the word to, expe- to express it. So you're not going blank in like an internal experience. Your internal right. experience, it sounds like it's- It's live. It's, it's live. It's quite a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Your internal experience is a lot. And yeah. then- mm. And then- my, my ability to share that experience with somebody else is Goes absent. away. Yeah, and that's what looks like the shutdown. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah. it's it's like it's. I think of it more like a shut in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so amazing to hear you describe it because in hearing you describe it, I understand the lack of safety in the moment for you, and I don't register that for me. Yeah, mm-hmm. and yet hearing you describe it, I have a new compassion for me of how unsafe. My yeah. system feels when it happens. It's like, oh, yeah. that's exactly what's happening. Yeah. Is I'm not safe to speak up. I'm not safe. Yeah. I'm not safe. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, mine looks super different than you guys. Oh, <laughs> do tell. Okay. So sure, sure. here is something I heard commonly in my family growing up. It, and still do to this day. So if somebody's saying something, it is not uncommon to hear this. But whatever. And then move oh. on to another thing. That's normal. So, so mm. I, there's like a, a one upness in it. Mm-hmm. So if I mimic that learning that I had growing up, I'm likely to shut down in like a judgmental sort of way in my head. My poor sweet husband, how are you even still married to me? Bless you. And thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so there's like there's like this automatic space that I would go to and it's absolutely I can track it like physiologically I will tell you I am scared in that moment. Physiologically it feels like um a startle response in my body. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But and I don't say whatever out loud. I'm I'm a therapist. I know not to do that. <laughs> I say it in my brain. <laughs> oh Right? I know that. I know that spot. Totally. But yeah. it's like, and actually at this point, because I've been doing this um, exercising contempt practice, I actually have managed not, I actually don't say the word anymore. I noticed the physiological response and now I go quiet inside, but I've actually managed for the most part at this point, not to go to the judgment space, but for years, that's where I would go. So what would be happening would be, I am not talking to you. 
while I am having a full conversation with you in my brain, I'm having a fight with you inside my head. And I am right. I am very, very right about everything I am thinking and everything I am attributing to what you are doing in this moment, cleaning the dishes while you're not talking about anything is also correct. And if you ever told me that it wasn't, then you can go to some place I won't mention. <laughs> so it, it has anger in it. It's got rage in Even it. while you're talking and your shoulders are doing this. I'm doing like, like right? So if I would go there, I'd go to this place of like seething. Yeah. And I must just send it out through my pores. My score, sweetie, I have no idea how you managed to stay. Um, but I, I've been doing a, a deep practice around excising contempt. And so it doesn't really go there anymore. But man, it it would rock our home, even if it yeah. only lasted for five minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it is like an explosion, but it's an explosion covertly. So you can't call me out on it. And then if you do, I'm going to deny it. Oh, it's gnarly. <laughs> you, oh. You've talked about that part before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah you'll deny gnarly, it. Mm-hmm. Right? So, yeah. so I think there's – I by the way, these three ways are not the only way it shows They're up. They're not. Mm-hmm. My, 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 oh, my if it dear. gets really bad, I'll float yeah. on the ceiling and see myself in the third person. Oh. So mm. there's a thing. So I might actually become dissociative. Uh-huh. And in that space, then it's kind of like what you're talking about. Like my mind is not blank actually – but yeah. to to move, I and I can't articulate the words in my brain, but to actually be able to move my mouth when I'm in that state would not be possible. I'm actually, I can feel the adrenaline flood on my back and I can see things from like outside of my body. Yeah. So if I got, that's when I get really terrified. Yeah. So I could mm. also shut down like that. Yeah. And then there's that slow shutdown that we can kind of do that's more like the lonely way where it's like, I don't have anything interesting to say anyway. Or it might look like my well, husband does this shutdown. He hasn't mm-hmm. done it in a long time. He's oof. It really has been a long time. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. It's been years, many years since he's done this. But um, he would do this this shutdown where like he would go into a space for days. Mm-hmm. Wow. Of like an isolated rage. Mm-hmm. I don't know how else. That's my mm-hmm. my external experience of it, mm-hmm. right? But but it 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 had to be isolated. It had to be lonely, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it was kind of uh, ruminating in in rage or anger mm-hmm. at the same time. Mm-hmm. But but silent, silent, mm-hmm. silent, silent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Was he? Would he talk at all? Just like cold and short sentences during that time, or was it like he was mute? Yeah. <laughs> it would sound like that. Or like like if my oh, my husband and I both have That's hard to be on the outside of. Totally. My husband and I both tend towards um sort of self-soothing behaviors rather than mm-hmm. co-regulation behaviors. Yeah. And so if we're in a space where there's a lot of stress, I'm working too much or there's a lot of stress going on for him internally for whatever reason, um um something's going on with our kid whatever, we might get into a pattern where dinner looks like how was your day? Fine. How was yours? Yeah. Oh, it's fine. Mm-hmm. So you could end up in a shutdown that can last like that, where it's like the drips of connection start drying up. Mm-hmm. It like it goes from a flow oh. to a drip, yeah, and then yeah, like yeah. a leaky faucet, but that's barely leaking, and then there's nothing. 
right? So it could go to a it's, space. It's like you're in a drought. Yeah. So you that could imagery go is amazing. That's yeah. really long. Where it's mm-hmm. not that you're not getting along. It's not that you're not co-parenting. Right. It's not that you're not – It's that there's not even anything to fight about. Maybe nobody's even mad. I don't know. Maybe we're both lonely, but we're not saying it. Right. Right? So, so here's a question. Because I know we're talking for a long time. Here's, here's a question. If I shut down in this moment and I actually catch it, what would be a relationally healthy thing to do? Oh, well. I could tell you what my husband and I are working on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We've started to identify or name something that we call kind of like a needle, you know, like old fashioned radios mm. that had that like needle mm-hmm. for tuning into, right? Mm-hmm. And like you would dial it. So, so we're identifying this thing. It's kind of called a needle and we're really just naming it. Like when we're having a moment where we're feeling like, oh, I, I know the, where the presence of that needle mm-hmm. is, right? Like, and maybe it, it could be all the way over to this side or it could be all the way over to that side. But like, I'm, I'm aware of where the presence of that needle is. Mm-hmm. We're just saying the word needle. Oh, mm. lovely. We're just saying that. Mm-hmm. And, and so it might just mean like, I'm feeling something about you. I'm feeling something about me. I'm aware of that needle. I'm, it could mean a lot of different things. But it, it's just like, a, okay, I'm observing something. Mm-hmm. Which also there's some, tells there's me. There's something happening. There's something to observe. If I'm mm-hmm. observing yeah. something, mm-hmm. there's something to observe right now. So that yeah. does say a lot in that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we spend a lot of time actually like in our in our healthier moments mm-hmm. having conversations about what that needle means and mm-hmm. how we might mm-hmm. talk about it and where we might share it with each other. And so we're developing a language, like we're 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 kind of developing a definition mm-hmm. of what that needle is. So that mm-hmm. when we just say the word, oh, okay. That's what mm-hmm. we're at. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. this is this yeah, is many yeah. years of marriage and yeah, work, yeah, you know. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, that's lovely. You know what else I'm thinking about is if we're assuming we're hurt and or scared, you could deal with that problem right away. So as yes. soon as you notice it, you can do things like if you're physically scared. So if you had a startle response, or you're kind of numb in your body, or your heart's beating through your chest, but you're not speaking, you're in fear. That is, those are mm-hmm. all fear responses. And that means your body doesn't feel safe. So you need to talk to your brainstem and your brainstem does not speak English. Your brainstem speaks sensation, movement, Mm. sensate input. Look around the room and see if you're actually in danger. You could outline your arms, like run your hand from your shoulder down off the end of your hand, down your pinky. You could even just touch your hands together and grip them in like like a hmm. like a prayer pose or like um, like you're folding your hands together and interlacing mm-hmm. your fingers helps. I like rubbing my thighs from mm-hmm. the top of my thighs down to my knees. Yep, like from and the on doing, the outside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those muscles are boundary muscles, and they tell your brainstem mm-hmm. your edges are okay. So mm-hmm. those those long muscles on the side of your legs. That's why that works. So what about humming? Humming is great. Mm. here's another one you can do a four six breath so that's in for four out for six and it brings on your parasympathetic system so it's going to calm everything down so we go in two three four and out five six seven eight nine ten Mm. so you could do a, a four six breath count which is a 10 second 
thing and that'll help. Um, you can look around and see your partner there mm-hmm. <laughs> and just notice, oh, I might love them. Um, something That's that, what I tell my clients to start to do is remember love. Something that helps me a ton, because a lot of this comes from my history, is uh, sometimes I will look at my partner and say, Jules, you're living in memory. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Oh. And so I'll just say that in my head. I don't say that out loud, mm-hmm. but I just say that in my head. Jules, you're living in memory right now. Yeah, like that's, that's and that where way you have I those history-colored glasses. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so then I can go to him. So once you establish a little bit more safety, you'll be able to get into connection. Once you can get into connection, if you can either do this. So if you're in a harder space in your relationship, I would do a meta conversation that we're always talking about this first Mm -hmm. so that we could set up that this is going to happen in some future moment. Would you be willing to try it with me? Right? So if you can do a meta conversation, I think that's super helpful. But what we can do is just say, I'm noticing I'm feeling scared or I'm noticing I'm feeling hurt. Would you be willing just to hold my hand for a second? And mm. I think that those are so important because mm-hmm. when we're really clear like that, we're making it pretty easy for our partners to join us. This mm-hmm. is so huge. You're so right about this. Okay, so a lot of times our instinct is, well, I need to fix the thing that scared me. I need to fix the thing that hurt me. I need you to stop doing the thing that hurt me. Yes, yes. Right? Why did you do that thing? Can't you see that you're so wrong because you did that thing and it hurt me? It caused can't me pain. Can't you see this? Can't you? Can't you? What's yeah. the matter with you? Why won't you? Why yeah. don't you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, right? and by the way, now your partner's all on the defensive and you've created more distance was, and yeah. they're not there to help support you. Right, exactly. So what we want to do is actually undo the aloneness first. And by mm-hmm. the way, if you're on the receiving end of one of these moves, and um, even if you have a more explosive one, uh, that your defense tends to be more explosive, that does not mean you never shut down. It's it's actually pretty rare to have a partnership that's only one person shutting down and one person exploding. That's It's not common. Mm, I right. promise okay. you. The one who's shutting down sometimes explodes, and the one who explodes sometimes shuts down. (laughs) Sometimes. Not most of the time, just sometimes. Anyway, the point is, is that whenever you're on the receiving end of a moment like that, you can either call a timeout if you're not regulated enough to hold their hand, or you can notice that you don't have to do anything different. You don't have to explain yourself. You don't have to explain Mm. why that moment wasn't wrong or was wrong or whatever. You don't have to do anything. What they asked you to do was, can you hold my hand for a minute? They're asking you to undo the aloneness. So you can just say something like, I'm with you. I can do that. I love how you said that, undo the aloneness. Mm -hmm. I mean, I Mm. think at its core, that's really what all of this is about. Mm -hmm. And that's why we do relationships. Totally. This is why I'm saying shutdown is one of the most insidious ones because it creates aloneness while we're together. And undoing aloneness is so essential because we are each other's biomes. There's so much more for us <laughs> to explore here and to unpack. And I'm I'm sitting here and I'm like, I'm wanting to add in this and I'm wanting to add in that. And I'm wanting to talk about why when 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 you shut down, why why I'll go big and why I'll get all you know like mm-hmm. I, there's so many pieces I'm wanting to add about how that contributes to the aloneness, and we have two more episodes in this mm-hmm. 
in the series. Yeah, we're going to get there. Right? We're going to get there. And we're going to start um, doing season three. So this is your little <laughs> mini library between now and season three. And we're going to start recording that soon, too. So, so we have lots more to share. And we'll have time to do that. Stay tuned. But not today. <laughs> <laughs> All Take right. care. Love each other best you can, guys. Bye-bye. That wraps up this week's episode. Join us again next week for another Why Does My Partner? We hope that you continue to listen wherever you get your audio and that you'll follow the show. To go deeper, join us at our boot camp. You'll find the next date at whydoesmypartner.com. Did you know you could ask us your question? Your questions are relational gold. Go to whydoesmypartner.com to either write in or record your question for a future episode. We want to tell you more about our sponsor, Therapy Wisdom. Jules is one of their amazing educators, and you can also find teachers like Janina Fisher, Bessel van der Kolk, Deidre Fay, and Akila Riley Richardson, plus a bunch of people you might not have heard of, but will definitely want to start following once you take their courses. And because you listen to us, the Therapy Wisdom team is offering a secret code to give you free access to one of my one-hour wise conversations. Use the code WDMP at checkout. If you're a licensed therapist, coach, healer, or someone who's invested in doing the deep work of personal healing and want to learn about topics like neurobiology, supporting trauma healing, incorporating intersectionality and somatic work, then this is the place for you. Discover some of the most heart-led and quality courses available in a community of people who are invested in spiritual growth, equity, inclusion, and developing expert-level clinical skill. Visit therapywisdom.com or click the link in the show notes and use the WDMP discount code. Thanks, Therapy Wisdom. We love you.